Thank you for tuning in to the City Light West Council Bluff Sermon Podcast. We are a church that exists to multiply disciples and churches that is located in Council Bluffs, Iowa. If you want to learn more about our church, visit citylightwestcb.org or follow us on Facebook at City Light West Council Bluffs and Instagram at City Light West CB. Morning, City Light. How we doing? Good, good. My name's Chuck, and I get to be one of the pastors along with uh, Kenan. And uh, man, I, I got a question for you guys this morning. Um, you guys have a favorite movie? Anybody have a, you guys have a favorite movie? Nobody else has a favorite movie, like four of us. Okay, I need some help. I'm just letting you know I need some help this morning. So when I ask a question, like, that's, that's not just me asking a question. It's not rhetorical. I want some help here. Um, so... Uh, Jen and I have a, a favorite movie. I, they're two different movies. If you ask me what my favorite movie would be, it was uh, it's uh, Remember the Titans. Of course, it's a football movie. It's like my top movie of all time. And Jen, if you were to ask her what her favorite movie is, she would say Apollo 13. Now, I don't know if you know what Apollo 13 is, but it's the 13th mission that kind of... Uh, uh, was a lunar mission. They were supposed to land on the moon, but because an oxygen, oxygen tank bursted, uh, they were uh, very fortunate just to, to make it back home. Now, Jen watches that movie occasionally. She uh, watches it more than I do, but over our, our break between Christmas and New Year's, um, we were watching it, and I was like, I asked her questions like, so how did they do that? And she'd be like, oh, this is how they did that. This is how they knew that because, um, you know, what's, but, what's the guy's main guy? Jim Lovell, his wife did this in XYZ and it would just kind of go down and give me more details and specifics of it. And I would say, well, was this really, is this part really true? And um, she said, no, actually, it's, it, they took artistic license in that particular part of the story. And so uh, that's, that's you know, what happened there. It really didn't happen that way. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, how do you know all of these things? And she said, oh, because I watched the director's version of it, the director, director's commentary. So she not only watched like the movie over and over, but she watched the director's commentary on the movie, which if you've ever watched that before, um, the director or the producer or one of the actors or whatever, as the movie's going along scene by scene by scene, um, they have commentary on that particular scene. And uh, she's watched that and memorized it, and now she's as good as the director's commentary. If you ever want to watch and know the ins and outs of Apollo 13, talk with Jen. She will take you through that. Um, I tell you a story because the book of Ephesians is actually kind of a, actually really Paul's letters are actually a, a director's commentary on the story of God. He walks us through the story of God piece by piece by piece and uh, expounds on it and just shares the truth of the uh, of the gospel through it. Of course, he's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and uh, he's writing it as the Holy Spirit has moved him. But that's kind of what uh, Paul's letters are, and Ephesians is particularly that way. It starts off with uh, Paul reminding us who we are. He says, you are the elect of God. You've been chosen by God to be in him, um, and it kind of lets us know all of 
these spiritual blessings that we have because of the fact that we're in Christ. Um, it reminds us uh, of one of the greatest spiritual blessings, which is uh, the fact that we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. We've been given the Holy Spirit until that time when Christ comes back and, and redeems us all forever for eternity, and we get to see Him in bodily form. And then in chapter 2, it moves on to and reminds us that, hey, remember that you guys were once dead in sins, and, but you've been raised by Christ because of His grace. And it reminds us over and over in that chapter, in the first like 10 verses of that chapter, that um, you've been, um, you can't outspend grace. Man, what a comfort. You can't outspend grace, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then he reminds us that we're actually his workmanship. We're like this masterpiece that he has created so that his work could be done here um, on this earth. And um, and then he kind of turns this corner in uh, verse number 11. And he begins, instead of just talking about what's happened in us, like individually, he reminds us that you're part of something bigger. You're part of something called the church. And um, the church has a job and it has an expression. And he uses these different terms in Ephesians chapter 2. Terms like um, uh, fellow citizens. Members of the household of God, the whole structure. Um, then he talked about the body being joined together, how it grows into a holy temple. You're built together. And then Ephesians 3, um, Phil read it for us. We are fellow heirs. We're like, uh, we're together. They're members of the same body, partakers of the promise. And so where I thought we would go over these next uh, few minutes, um, I kind of want to bring together a little bit our series of, of resolved, okay? Um, and there, if there are two things I want you to walk away with this morning, it's these two things, is that I want you to understand that the mystery of God is, re- the mystery of the gospel is revealed through the church, right? The mystery of the gospel is revealed through the church, and I don't have slides, sorry about that. And then secondly, I want us to understand and realize that we're all in this together. The mystery of the gospel is revealed through the church and that we are all in this together. So what is this mystery of the gospel? Paul uses that phrase three different times in those verses that Phil read for us. What is this mystery of the gospel? Well, to kind of understand the mystery, why would Paul even use that word? We have to understand um, this relationship between Jews and Edie. I knew Edie. Okay? Um, anybody in here Jewish? Edie. I knew Edie was. Born Jewish by, uh, but she's, she's not Jewish by faith. She's Jewish by blood. And uh, it's interesting, whenever the, um, uh, in the Old Testament, um, God gave his word, God gave his plan to the Jewish people. And they had all these different laws and stuff that they had to 
uh, abide by. They had to go to t- the temple at the right time of the year. They had to make the right kind of sacrifice in order to be uh, accepted by him. And all these things were according to his law that, uh, that, he, uh, that, that God had, had laid out. Now, it was always a part of the plan that other people could be included in that. So if you were, uh, if you were a non-Jewish person, if you were a Gentile person, which all of us are in here, except for Edie, if you were a Gentile person back in the Old Testament, you could actually um, join in with God's people, but you had to do everything that God's people did. You had to go to the temple at the right time. You had to make the right kind of sacrifice. You had to uh, do all of these different things that, was, that were laid out, but you were still a Gentile. And even in those, even in those days, in those times, um, you, could even, you could only go so far. So like, there was a, a, a court for the Gentiles around the Jewish temple. And you could only go in a, a certain place, and that was as far as you could go. You were not welcome any further than that. And so what Paul reminds us of in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 is that that wall, that wall, they call it the wall of hostilities, how Paul refers to it in Genesis chapter 2, verse number 11 or 12. But he says that when Christ died, when when he lived, he came and he lived a perfect life for us. He, he, he uh, did not sin. He was tempted just like we are, and he did not sin. He lived a perfect life for us, was, um, was ridiculed, was accused of a crime he didn't commit, walked up the road after being beaten, was placed on a cross, died on that cross for our sin. And then I always say it this way, and people kind of tease me sometimes about it, but he rose from the dead, proving that he was different than any other human being that ever walked the face of the planet. We can, we can talk about Jesus, but you can't deny the resurrection. He, he proved he was different. He proved who he said he was because he rose again from the dead, proving that he's way different than you and me, right? No one can do what he did. He's God in the flesh, and so he is different than any person that ever walked the face of this planet. And he gave us the victory. He gave us the victory over death. Ascended into heaven and said, I'm coming back someday. Be prepared. Go and make disciples. So all of that is the story of the gospel. That's what what Jesus did for us. And Paul said that when Jesus did that, when he shed his blood on the cross, when he paid that penalty, that middle wall of partition was broken down. That wall was completely obliterated. So that we don't have to worry about going into a particular place. We don't have to worry about saying the right things or uh, doing it at the right time or having the right kind of sacrifice. We don't have to worry about that any longer because there is now no difference There's no distinction between the Jew and the Gentile. He's made his way. He's made this grace. He's made this um, uh, redemption, this forgiveness available, not only to Edie, but also to everyone else. Amen? What a glorious story. So the mystery of the gospel is the fact that God made a way and to somebody who in that particular time 
who was a Gentile or a Jew, this was a mystery. How was God ever going to do this? Well, he did it exactly like he said he would. He made a way possible because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for our sin. The mystery of the gospel is that there is hope for everyone. Man, isn't that good news? There's hope for each of us. It doesn't matter what kind of family you came from. It doesn't matter whether you're, you grew up in a religious family that's been following Jesus for generations. If you can trace your lineage all the way back to some preacher in 1562, it doesn't matter. That's awesome. Or if your dad's an atheist and he came to know Jesus because of his grace. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter what kind of family you came from. It doesn't matter what you're addicted to. You're addicted to meth or pornography or um, whatever is out there. It doesn't matter what you're addicted to. The beauty of the gospel is that there's hope for you. There's hope for us. Doesn't matter if you suffer with depression or anxiety. Doesn't matter if you um, uh, are really good at managing money or if you're really bad at managing money. The gospel shows us that there's a hope for each of us. Doesn't matter if you take really good care of your body or if you struggle with caring for your body. The gospel reminds us that there's hope for each of us because of what Jesus Christ did for us. That's the mystery of the gospel, is that there is hope for everyone without distinction. There's hope for everyone because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's the mystery of the gospel. You guys still tracking with me? All right. Number two. I want us to see that we are all in this together. We looked, um, we looked at it, I mentioned it, we read it earlier, but I want us to, to Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. If you have a Bible, how many of, how many of us actually have our Bible this morning? Huh? All right. How many of you have your app ready on your phone? Okay, good. Let's, let's open them up, open up the app, or open up your Bible. And go to Ephesians 2, um, it's like last quarter of the Bible, I would say. If you're struggling with it, or if you have an app, just go hit that little word that says Ephesians. <laughs> but it's Ephesians 2, and we're going to look at um, verses 19 through 22. All right. Verses 19 through 22. It says, So then, let's see here. Yep. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens. Now follow with me. But you are what? Fellow citizens. We're grouped together, right? Fellow citizens. With the saints and the what? Members of what? 
Okay, so you are fellow citizens, you're members of the household of God, you're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being what? Grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are what? Into a dwelling place for God by the Holy Spirit. Go over to Ephesians, go to uh, chapter, or verse uh, 6 of chapter 3. It says, the mystery is this, that the Gentiles are what? Members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Man, guys, this isn't going to take very long. But I want us to realize we are in this together. All right? We are in this together. There's no person in this room that is an island to themselves. If you came in here alone this morning and you think you're all by yourself and that you're struggling in the midst of this deep pain on your own, can I just remind you, you are not on your own. We are in this together. How many of you guys are still doing good at pursuing the spiritual disciplines? The reading the Bible, uh, praying, all right, um, fasting, these different types of things. Some of us have already fallen off the horse. <laughs> Who are those? Who are my people? The people that have fallen off the horse. See, just by that raise of hand, we are not in this alone. We are in this together, right? We are in this together. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. That shouldn't, doesn't mean we shouldn't read our Bibles and pray. But we are in this together. Encourage one another with these words, Paul says. Taking care of our body. How many of us are still doing a good job at that? Eating right. I'm still on the no sugar, the no sugar horse. Sort of. No sugar with an asterisk because of Phil. But we, we're all in this together. We, we struggle in this thing together. Some of us are like the, the epitome of discipline and success. And man, we love you. Please share that story with us, right? Like come alongside us and say, let's do this together. Don't, don't condemn us. But we are all in this together. Managing our money. We are all in this together. Encourage one another. How are you doing with budgeting? Check on your friends, those that are around you, those people who have shared their, their goals, their desires, their, uh, the ways they have resolved to do something different this year. Um, ask them, how are you doing? Care enough to uh, follow up. How are things going with you today? How are things going with uh, managing your money this week or this month? Have you saved any more than what you've saved last year at this time? How about addictions? How are we doing with that? Care enough to ask somebody how they're doing. How are you doing with that porn addiction? How are you doing with that shopping addiction? How long has it been since you've been sober? Care enough to say something and to, to ask questions. Share in the responsibility of seeing somebody grow in their relationship with Jesus. 
depression. Man, depression is something that um, people struggle with. And it's one of those things that's a, that's, that's a silent, it's a silent killer, isn't it? Like eventually you, like you suffer so much that you make a bad decision, unfortunately, and you, uh, a decision you can't come back from. People suffer with this all of the time. It's something that we don't talk a lot about within the church. Like we don't like to talk about depression and people taking their life and different things like that. But guys, when people um, believe, when we see and think and the enemy is like on us and we're in a dark hour of the day or a dark hour of the night, man, it's so easy to think I'm in this all by myself and nobody cares. But man, what if somebody came alongside and said, how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? Is there anything I can do to help? What if in that moment when we felt the urge to text that friend, instead of saying, oh, they're probably too busy, probably it's not going to mean much. What if we texted anyways? What if when uh, people enter our minds throughout the day, we just sent them a text and said, hey, how are you, how are you doing today? Because depression, anxiety, these types of things, they're real. People in this room are suffering and have suffered for years from depression and anxiety. People lose that battle all the time. And it saddens our hearts. So, two things I want to remind us of. The mystery of the gospel is the fact that there is hope for everyone. The beauty of the gospel is that His grace can never be outspent. No matter how much you've you've messed up, no matter how many lies you've believed, no matter how many times you've gone back to that addiction, no matter how many times you've, you've outspent your bank account, no, how many, no matter how many times you've believed those lies in the dark hours of the night, guys, I want to remind us that the beauty of the gospel is that we can come back to Jesus. Our value isn't in our weight, our, our, what it says on the scale, what our waist and shoulder size is, what the amount of money that's in our bank account. Our value isn't in any of these things that we seem to find important. Our value is in the fact that Jesus Christ came and he shed his blood for Chuck. He shed his blood for Noah. He shed his blood for Mike. Shed his blood for Cole, for Aubrey, for Pete. Shed his blood for Shane, for Charles, for Jenny. These are all great people. All you guys in this building, I'm sure are great people. Most of you I know, some of you I may not. But no matter how great you are, no matter how well you perform, no matter how good you're doing with your New Year's resolutions or your disciplines or your bank account or your weight or whatever it is, we're all broken. And the beauty of the gospel is that in spite of the fact that we're broken, in spite of how many times that we fail, 
Jesus says, come on back. I died for you. I gave you victory over these things. That's the beauty of the grace of the gospel. So, Ephesians 3. First and foremost today, I want you to hear that the gospel is for you. The gospel is for you. Because of the gospel, there is hope for each of us. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, there is hope for each of us. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Man, if you're in this room this morning and you have questions, you need help, you want to sit and talk, you want to pray, you want somebody to pray for you or over you, then just reach out, would you? I'm going to be up at the front. My wife is going to be, Jen's going to be up here at the front. Jordan, we've got tons of people in this room that are willing to sit and pray with you. If you see us after the gathering, grab us by the arm and say, man, would you, can we talk? Okay? Because there's, there's hope. And we're in this together. We're in this together, church. Let's pray. God, I love you. Um, we love these people, Father. I love these people that you've given us this, the privilege to pastor. And um, yeah, Father, I pray that you would, um, you would move this morning. That, Father, um, you would do a work in our hearts this morning. That you would remind us of your goodness to us. Um, that which you did on the cross for us. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would be real to each of us this morning, that you would meet us in the spots that we are, um, that we are in, that we, you would bring to light those areas that we are struggling in, you would point us to you as the answer. God, I pray, Father, that you would uh, do your work this morning, that your Holy Spirit would um, work in each of us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening. This podcast is not intended to serve as a substitute for gathering with a local body of believers, but as a resource that encourages and empowers you to follow Jesus as your heart is pointed towards the gospel. If you want to learn more about our church, visit citylightwestcb.org.